This is Carol McLeod, and you're listening to A Jolt of Joy on the Charisma Podcast Network. It's a rich pleasure for me to open the Word of God with you every weekday. Our current Bible study is entitled Real Life, and the purpose of this particular study is to extract wisdom from people in the Bible and from their real life issues. We've learned from Hannah, from Solomon and the Queen of Sheba, and from the Shunammite woman. Now we're studying Elijah in his season of drought. If you're in a season of drought today, I hope that you'll listen carefully because I believe that God is speaking to you through the all-powerful and life-changing Word of God. Elijah is living smack dab in the middle of one of the worst droughts that history had ever known to this point. And what is Elijah doing during this rough season? Well, he's obeying the voice of God. God told him to go to a stream and the ravens would feed him there. When the ravens stopped coming and the brook dried up, God told him to go to a certain city and there a widow woman would provide for him. Elijah immediately arose and obeyed the voice of God. And when he saw the widow, he said, could you bring me some water? And as she was going to get him some water, Elijah said, you know, I'd like a little bit of bread too. How did this widow woman respond? Because she could provide water, but bread? That was a little bit rougher during this moment in history. Let's read 1 Kings 17, verse 12. But she said, As the Lord your God lives, I have no bread, only a handful of flour in the bowl and a little oil in the jar. And behold, I'm gathering a few sticks that I may go in and prepare for me and my son that we may eat it and die. Now, this woman was consumed with her circumstances. She was walking by sight and not by faith. Now, Elijah, on the other hand, he was walking by faith and not by sight. You know, we all love to hear a good faith story, don't we? But do you want to be a good faith story? This woman was about to become a story of faith. So this woman was consumed with her circumstances, but Elijah The prophet of God was consumed with obedience. Both characters, the man and the widow, were facing the exact same circumstances, but each had chosen to view their circumstances from a vastly different perspective. Elijah had filled himself with the presence of God, with the word, with joy, and with the anointing. This woman was consumed with death. She said, we're going to die. We're going to have one last meal, and then we're going to die. How are you facing your drought? How are you facing your circumstances? Do you face them with an attitude of death, with discouragement, with giving in, with resignation? Or Are you choosing to feed on the Word of God? Are you choosing to be filled with God's miraculous joy? Are you empowered by His Holy Spirit? The good news about verse 12 is this, is that the widow recognized the God in Elijah. She recognized the death in her circumstances and the life of God in Elijah. Verse 13, then Elijah said to her, do not fear, go, do as you have said, but make me a little bread cake from it first and bring it out to me. And afterward, you may make one for yourself and for your son. 
Boy, it's hard being a prophet, isn't it? Elijah's taking candy from a baby. The nerve of that man, the nerve of God. Listen, this is what Elijah knew. If this widow did not listen and obey, she would never experience the provision of the Lord. If this widow did not enter into a season of giving, she would never experience the provision of the Lord. I love Elijah's first words in this phrase. He said to her, do not fear. When you're in a season of dryness, don't be consumed with fear but walk in faith. Fear is like a wind during a drought. It just stirs up the dust and has the capacity to literally suffocate you. When you're in a time of dryness, refuse fear when it comes knocking at your door because it will come knocking. I guarantee it. Fear takes full advantage of situations and fear waits until you are the weakest and then comes sauntering into your life. Remember what the man of God told the widow, do not fear. I want you to tell yourself right now, I'm not going to be afraid any longer. Fear is gone in Jesus' name. 1 Kings 17, 14. For thus says the Lord God of Israel, the bowl of flour shall not be exhausted, nor shall the jar of oil be empty until the day that the Lord sends rain on the face of the earth. This is an interesting verse because the widow could have said, are you You're crazy. You are daft. You've lost your mind. But the key to believing is this. She recognized the power of God from the beginning of this interchange. When you're in a drought, always go back to who God is. Remind yourself who God is. Remind your family who God is. Remind your friends who God is. Remind the world who God is. But this widow, I know that deep in her heart, she believed the man of God. How do I know? I know because of verse 15. So she went and did according to the word of Elijah, and she and her household ate for many days. She heard the word of the Lord And then she obeyed. Life comes all down to this verse, my friends. I hate to oversimplify it, but it's found in 1 Kings 17, 15. Listen and obey. Read your Bibles and obey. Do not fear and obey. Give and obey. Know who God is and obey. Living your life this way will settle so many of your real life issues. Verse 16. And the bowl of flour was not exhausted, nor did the jar of oil become empty according to the word of the Lord, which he spoke through Elijah. When you listen and obey, your life will never become exhausted or empty. You will always have bread, which is the word of God. You will always have oil, which is the anointing or the power of God. God is generous with those who do not fear. God always provides for givers and for obeyers. Now, for the rest of the story, don't get too excited yet because we haven't reached the happily ever after part yet. Verse 17. Now, it came about after these things that the son of the woman, the mistress of the house, became sick. And his sickness was so severe that there was no breath in him. The boy died. The little boy died. This happens to all of us, doesn't it? We just settle one issue in our real lives when wham, Satan hits us with tragedy, with disappointment, with sorrow. We're basking in the goodness of God. We've obeyed. We've listened. And then we're caught off guard by something so bad that it knocks the very breath out of us. Satan gets us when we're at our weakest and when we're at our happiest. I did not say when we're at our most joyful or at our strongest. 
I said when we're at our happiest, when we're basking in easy circumstances. And if we're not careful, we can enter a state of oblivion. Well, when we're at our happiest, often we don't read our Bibles. I'll do that tomorrow. I'm good today. I can't spend time praying today. Everything's good. I I really don't have anything to pray about. Um, Never become obliviously happy. Stay intentionally joyful. We have the power to declare our future, don't we? Um, The prophet Isaiah said, declare the things to come. And this widow actually prophesied. She declared her son's death. Remember? She said, we're going to eat a little cake and then we're going to die. Well, then God provided for her. God intervened, but her words held power over her future. Verse 18. So she said to Elijah, what do I have to do with you, O man of God? You have come to me to bring my iniquity to remembrance and to put my son to death. You know what? Let me coach you for a minute. I wouldn't be talking to God or to a man of God like this. I would not be implicating God if I were her. You know, but this is a real life issue. Human beings always have a problem with their mouths. We insist on speaking out of emotion rather than out of faith. Let's start holding one another accountable. What do you say? Please don't let me lose control of my tongue. Please do not let me give in to my emotions. Speak the word of God to me, and I will do the same to you. Verse 19, and Elijah said to the widow, give me your son. And then he took him from her bosom and carried him up to the upper room where he was living and laid him on his own bed. And he called to the Lord and said, oh, Lord, my God, have you also brought calamity to the widow with whom I'm staying by causing her son to die? Then he stretched himself upon the child three times and called to the Lord and said, oh, Lord, my God, I pray you, let this child's life return to him. And the Lord heard the voice of Elijah and the life of the child returned to him and he revived. Now, why did God hear the voice of Elijah? I believe it's because Elijah had placed himself within hearing distance. He lived in the upper room. Now, don't get me wrong. God can hear anything you say, anytime, any place, anywhere. But I want to place myself, I want to place my life in his presence And I do this by obeying, by hearing his word, by not allowing my circumstances to consume me. And Elijah took the child in verse 23 and brought him down from the upper room into the house and gave him to his mother. And Elijah said, see, your son is alive. And then the woman said to Elijah, now I know that you are a man of God and that the word of the Lord in your mouth is truth. You know, a miracle always causes people to believe, doesn't it? God must have loved this widow very much. He provided for her in drought. He called her to be a giver. And he raised her boy from the dead. God will raise the dead places in your life as well. He will revive you during seasons of drought. He will breathe new life back into your weary, parched soul. You, like the widow, will rejoice and recognize the power of God. I declare it over your life today. So let's tie it together. What would I do if I were in a season of drought? Well, I would read my Bible more than I normally do. I would pray more than I normally do. I would continue to speak positively about God. I would turn up the worship music very loud. I would hang out with the most faith-filled people that I know. What would I not do in a season of drought? I'm so glad you asked. I would not whine, murmur, or complain. I would not blame God. I would not rehearse my disappointments. I would not stop reading my Bible or praying 
or worshiping. Now, let's read the rest of her story. 1 Kings chapter 18, verses 36 through 41. The rest of the drought story. At the time of the offering of the evening sacrifice, Elijah, the prophet, came near and said, O Lord, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, today let it be known that you are the God in Israel and that I am your servant, and I have done all things at your word. Answer me, O Lord, answer me, that these, this people may know that you, O Lord, are God and that you turned their heart back again. Then the fire of the Lord fell and consumed the burnt offering and the wood and the stones and the dust and licked up the water that was in the trench. And when all the people saw it, they fell on their faces and they said, The Lord, he is God. The Lord, he is God. And Elijah said to them, Seize the prophets of Baal. Do not let one of them escape. So they seized them and Elijah brought them down to the brook Kishon and slew them there. And now Elijah said to Ahab, Go up. Eat and drink, for there is the sound of the roar of a heavy shower. Elijah didn't hear the sound of a shower with his natural ear. He heard it with his soul. It wasn't raining yet, but Elijah heard it in his soul. It's about to rain, Ahab, verse 42. So Ahab went up to eat and drink, but Elijah went up to the top of Carmel, and he crouched down on the earth and put his face between his knees. Elijah was on his face before God. Verse 43, and he said to his servant, go up now, look toward the sea. So his servant went up and looked and said, there's nothing. And Elijah said, go back seven times. You see, Elijah was not looking at his circumstances. He was staying in the presence of God. But seven times he said to his servant, go back and look. My friends, never give up. Never, never, never give up. Never stop walking by faith and not by sight. Verse 44. And it came about at the seventh time that the servant said, Behold, a cloud as small as a man's hand is coming up from the sea. And he said, Go up, say to Ahab, prepare your chariot and go down so that the heavy shower does not stop you. Rain showers always start small. It was a cloud the size of a human hand, but Elijah prophesied a mighty shower. Although the rain cloud was minuscule on the horizon, don't be fooled by the size of the cloud you see. A downpour is on its way. It's time, my friend, to start singing in the rain. When you see a small breakthrough, prepare to get very, very wet. It's the promise of God in your life. Amen. Thank you for joining me on A Jolt of Joy. If you've enjoyed this podcast, you can also visit my website at justjoyministries.com. It's my passion to help people live an abundant life through the power and principles found only in the Word of God. Email me at carol at justjoyministries.com. And as always, know that I am praying for you today.